It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome, welcome to the Cult of the Collective Commentary, featuring Dave A.C. The Sick Doctor, Randall Thor. Good evening, everybody, and, well, actually, Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, fireworks, etc., etc. Inserted post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be really cool. Fireworks on a podcast. <laughs> yes, as you can tell, we're 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 well into the new year, um, and um, all the signs are showing. Alcohol is flowing, and um, the gang's all here. And um, that means, uh, you know, if there's alcohol flowing, there's only one person who will show up. Mr. Dave AC. Hey, Dave. Hey, Ian. Was that you trumpeting in there? Trumpeting? No, the the no. new year. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't trumpet. <laughs> don't trumpet. I used to trumpet, but um, yeah, then I then I took an arrow to the knee. Um, <laughs> he saxophones it in. Oh, oh, how's that? Brilliant. Who, who, is that? It's a mystery voice. <gasps> it's none other than Lewis Pochok Trapani. <laughs> Hello, Lewis. Greetings and salutations, my fine gentlemen friends. I haven't seen you since last year. It's <laughs> been a year, yes. <laughs> Good to have you here, Lewis. Uh, yeah, as, the, here. as Lee would say, the podfather. <laughs> so, as uh, if everybody's settled, I think we should... Well, uh, uh, hang on, hang on. What? what? We, we, we have each got a bit, haven't we? I mean, where's, <laughs> your, where's, your, where's your bit, Ian? My bit? Um, told you, Dave. But yeah, quit inquiring about my bit. All right. Well, where's Lewis's then? I was told to mind my own bits. Um, <laughs> my... Well, I know where your bit is, Dave. I bet it's what? in the wine cellar. Oh. Well, I bet I, I bet I know where Lewis's bit is. I bet it's in his R two D two lunchbox. Well, I yeah, how would you know if my bits are in there? Uh, well, I, I don't know, but I I think you know if I was Ian, I probably would be storing his. I bet Ian probably put his bits in his DeLorean. We're all useless, aren't we? We're stuffed. Yeah. I mean, how are we supposed to keep the world safe if everybody can guess where we're hidden their bits? <sighs> you save the best bits. Well, as soon as we're done here, I think we should um, rehide our bits. Yeah, I think we'd better bury them. Like that joke. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Needs a good burying. I think we need to chop that one up the bits and throw it away somewhere. Just, just make sure nobody shoots you with an arrow while you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. I've only got two knees. 
<laughs> all right. Well, yes, as you can tell, we're <laughs> beyond all the hilarity and uh, and uh, magnificent comic timing. We're here to talk all over the top of the latest episode of Doctor Who, and it's a special one. It's a New Year's special. No Christmas episode this year. No, we've moved on to New Year's. We've milked Christmas dry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we're about to talk all over the top of Resolution, which I don't even know what season that is. I, 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 is it counted as 12 or is it 11 still? I don't know, but I, I thought your resolution was about not eating too much. Or is this a different one? I'll start that right after I finish this class. Of whiskey. There's no calories in whiskey, right? All right, good. Well, I'm, I'm going to say it's part of 11 that, because um, on, uh, with the extras that you get with iTunes when you purchase right. it, it, it had a uh, – included in this holiday New Year's special was the um, a recap of the season 11. They included that as a extra. I did look on Amazon because uh, Stephanie um, Strauss, uh, who I met at uh, a convention, she does a wonderful female Six Doctor costume. It's awesome. Um, she was uh, most perturbed because she couldn't find it on Amazon. Uh, Amazon file all of the, uh, or group all of the Christmas specials together in one spot and keep them separate from the seasons. It's really disconcerting. Uh, but it's really good if you're just in a, in a holiday mood and want to watch all the Christmas specials at once. It's great. So uh, yeah, I had to, I was I was like I swore it was on there, so yeah. I went and found that for her. So uh, um, and on the Doctor Who guide, it's set up as its own little thing. So well, on the mm. on the wiki page, it says uh, uh, it's set to receive a standalone DVD and Blu-ray release on the 18th of February, 2019. Mm. All right. So 11, 12. Who cares? It's New Year's. So. Uh, yeah, I think we'll get down to it and uh, talk all over the top of this uh, wonderful episode. All right, uh, gentlemen, are you ready? Indeed you do. Mm-hmm. All right, and if everybody is ready at home with their official BBC copy of The Resolution, Doctor Who, The Resolution, um, I'll count us all in and we can begin. This is kind of like a countdown to New Year's, isn't it? <laughs> Just imagine ball a ball's ball. dropping at the same, at the same time. <laughs> No, I said a ball, not. Oh, right. Eight <sighs> o'clock. I thought Five. his voice was deeper. Four. <laughs> Three. Three. Two. two one. one. Play! Oh, it's my sword. It's Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, he hasn't watched that, but that's how Game of Thrones usually starts. Ah, Game of Thrones, y'all, Game of Thrones, y'all. I don't, still not keen on voiceovers, really. Yeah, I was disappointed with that myself. I couldn't work out whether that was a female warrior or just somebody who had uh, braids. Yeah, I think it's female. Yeah. Well, they they haven't got a nicest lunchbox of you, Lewis. Uh, Close. Yeah. So we've got two exotic places. A remote so island, Savia. Now this... Can they, can they make the type a little bigger? I don't know, but this... this 
you go in all sides of the world and then you bury it one foot below the, the ground. I know, was, I, that's the thing occurred to me when I was watching like, that's as far as you're going to dig. You just went to the ends of the earth and you dig a small hole. I mean, a stray, a stray dog or a coyote or something's going to dig that up, aren't they? Yorkshire. Yeah, they, Yorkshire. Might, they might dig it up and think, oh, some nice liver, you know. Oh, oh right in the knee. <laughs> Sorry. I don't actually have a listing for whoever's doing the voiceover on this. No. Uh, 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 I'll just pin my nails to the what, master. What I do like this episode, but there were a few flaws. That, that, I mean, for that, why didn't he take his arrow? In those days, an arrow would cost sixpence. He wouldn't leave it. And anyway, if it, arrow cost you, you know what I mean, if he left the arrow, it would also identify who was a murderer, wouldn't it? I mean, you'd, he'd pull the arrow out. He probably has six arrows in his whole life. I, for some reason, and I don't know why, love this conversation. At one point, I actually almost forgot what we were here for, what I was here to do. I, it just seemed like a very natural kind of uh, conversation. It was quite good, you know. I was like, because normally these are like, oh, it's such a setup. When's the thing gonna go? Wah! You know, you're just waiting for that moment. But I actually found myself getting caught up in this this relationship kind of thing that's going on here, and it was really quite nice and quite sweet. And then I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> well, the thing I took from it, two things. First of all, he's doing archaeology, but he doesn't like history or geography, which is going to be a bit of a drawback with that job. Right. But, um, by the way, we've got the educational thing again. The um, There was the excavation and reburial of Richard III's bones uh, from a car park in Leicester, where the side of Leicester Cathedral, or it was reburied in uh, at Leicester Cathedral. But if well, you how's, how's that for a legacy? It's like, oh, we're going to bury you like a king, in a parking lot. <laughs> no, no, it, 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 the actual site got lost. Oh, I know. It, but it's just, it's just so funny. This is like the juxtaposition of where you would find these remains. It's not under a an old forgotten church or a big, you know, castle or something. No, he's in a ruddy park. <laughs> did they? Did he have a clamp on or something? Sorry. Yeah. This girl's oh. face was very familiar to me, and it might have been from Harry Potter, but I'm sure you'll tell us where what she's been in. Oh, yes, yes. I do have a credit for the opening, which uh, uh, was for uh, one of the warriors, uh, and I've just snookered myself here. Uh, Guillaume Rivard, that'll do. Close enough. Uh, but he's... Uh, Working on an awful lot of stuff. Um, but he's uh, also been in uh, Thin Ice. He was uh, a, a Georgian gentleman. Uh, he's uh, been in The Lost Viking, Poldark, uh, The White Princess, uh, Forbidden History. A lot of, lot of knights and stuff. So it's, uh, it's obviously his, it's his bag, baby. Right. And of course, we're already... Uh coming up to 4 minutes and 50 seconds and yeah. of course as we find out no opening credits oh yeah and I didn't even notice until I saw people complaining about it on the internet well I was com- the first the, the very first episode of, of series 11 didn't have it either no. and that's I was looking forward to it so that would bother mm. me but this time 
until you mentioned it, I forgot. I wasn't, you know, the, um, I think the narration <laughs> threw me off and the, the, the big type, you know, for the captions right. was a little, I, I would have chose different type for that. But, um, but yeah, so I never noticed about the, the opening uh, credits were missing. The other thing is the the island that that one was buried on. If that was buried in the ninth century and the global ocean levels have risen since the ninth century, that island would be underwater by now. They probably they probably they probably raised about three meters since the ninth century. Yeah. Uh, this island does she the, the, does the guard live forever or do they like they. They periodically check up on it, or well, that's it. how do they? Do they that's that's the whole. Yeah, that that like that made no sense. You know, was yeah. there a change? It was it like the the, the like from uh, what was the uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? There was yeah. like this yeah. guard that that was like guarding the 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 Holy Grail. Was it something like that? I mean, yeah. what's going on here? Yeah, uh, if they if they gone somewhere where nobody can find them, how can their next in line find them to come take over? <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless other ones in the mainland, you know, they're probably like, you know, but that was a pretty, pretty remote island. Did anybody think the TARDIS looks better lit now? Because it it doesn't look quite as claustrophobic. The the crystals are still enormous, but I'm seeing more of the outer circle, as it were, around the outside. More roundels. Yeah, but it's a little bit like the 12th Doctor's TARDIS, where from the 11th Doctor, it was almost as though it was only half built when it started. Right. No? No? I wish she'd close her mouth a little. Uh, uh, the 12th Doctor used to always be eating with his mouth open. She always gulps. I wish she wouldn't. I like her, but... He doesn't like her mouth. I don't like her with her mouth open, what we call gawping in the UK. Of course, I love the scarf and oh, yeah. hair is oh, longer. Yeah. Or at least it seems that way. I don't know if it's just an illusion because of the scarf. Could be, yeah. Uh, I was watching a, a new series on TV called uh, with, with Bradley and his son called Breaking Dad, where his young son takes him to America and gets him doing uh, daft things. Quite got the first one in. Cool. Oh. Uh, you cheeky that. That's right. Let's separate. Let's both go our different yeah. ways in this strange, dark, and dank place. Now, off to get uh, hey. get all all tentacled. <laughs> Is uh, uh, Charlotte Ritchie. So. They separated the pieces so that the they wouldn't come back together. Right. But they'd left the ultraviolet light sort of activated it. Yeah, and, and and this organic life form doesn't decay. I mean, over the centuries. There's, well, there's... yeah, they tried to explain that it was a special scout bred for yeah, for know. advanced. And, and and they didn't chop up the the creature itself. They could have put that in pieces as well. Why why they not did. just destroy it? It was the the creature was, but when that part became active, the what the doctor sensed was the three pieces coming, being pulled together. back together. Yeah, I must admit when I saw that on the wall, it reminded me of the octopusy logo from James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Uh, Charlotte has uh, also been in uh, Call the Midwife. Ah. Uh, she's Nurse Barbara Gilbert. Um, or Nurse Barbara uh, Harewood. You prefer, 
depends on what you know her as. Uh, uh, she was in a short, uh, short actually called the Time Traveler Support Group. Funny that. Ah. Uh, but she's also been in Fresh Meat, Siblings, uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, just ah. a student, uncredited. Um, and Doctors, not Doctor Who, Doctors, yeah. And coming up, mm-hmm. uh, she's got Man of the Hour, uh, Dead Pixels. I'm thinking this place has been used before because there's a, again, in Harry Potter, there's a scene where they have the serpent and the snake and there's a big sort of watery reservoir there with the big snake appears. Looks very right. much like that set, although that was probably built and probably CGI anyway, but right. it's rather good. Yeah. And uh, playing Mitch ah. is uh, uh, Nikesh Patel. Well done. Who, and I didn't realise this, this was coming out. In pre-production right now is a uh, TV series of four weddings and a funeral. Oh. Uh, which I did not know was happening. Uh, he's also got a part in the upcoming Artemis Fowl movie. Um, but he's also been in Indian Summers and Bedlam and Law and Order UK. The other thing there too that it's like Yaz is a police mm. officer, right? Yeah. She has authority, but she never stated that she was a police officer. Yeah, I know. I just it's thought like, these two been... re- languid too quickly. I mean, yeah, they're, why, like, they're okay, just like, fine, okay, we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna you know we just yeah. invested so much time and research in this. We're just gonna let we're just gonna go and let you guys just take over. Mind you, that said, a blue box materialized out of thin air, and they all stepped mm. out of it. <laughs> yeah, they, but they might have said, is this a student rags done? You know, I don't know if you've heard of rags in the UK, where students, once a year, they have their, they do pranks. I mean, they raise money for charity, but they'll do pranks. Mm-hmm. So other students would think, oh, is this student, a student prank? Right. Definitely see more, more dimension to that. Oh, Hello. Rug under the TARDIS now, a chair under the TARDIS. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, Avon calling. Sonic screwdriver doesn't do protein alignment. 12 minutes or in. Ah. Uh, as soon as he did that, I'm like, I knew exactly who it was. Oh. Yeah. Somebody you'd have no oh. truck with, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Surprise. Yeah. Got, got, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, because it's a 60 minute episode, it's got a little bit of time to develop. But yeah, yeah. Cool. a little more padding than usual ep- that the usual episodes have. <laughs> Ooh. But a lot of this, what I think is is a really nice B storyline to to mm-hmm. play at the same oh, time. Yeah. Um, it gives us a bit of time for this, which is good because it's like sometimes you get. Is it the B storyline though? Because resolution mm-hmm. could refer to his right. resolution with his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, true. But playing as dad is uh, Daniel de Boyega. Well done. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. Well, yeah, the way it was easy because of... Uh, oh, yeah, uh, from, Star from Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, I know how to say that point. Part. 
Um, but yeah, he's busy and all. Um, uh, currently filming uh, Avengement. Uh, and post-production right now is Baghdad in My Shadows, 6 from 8, Squadron 42, which is a video game. Uh, sex Education, which I think I've seen a trailer for that. Um, Save Me. Uh, oh, he was in Transformers last night. Uh, not last night, but <laughs> last night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's also been in something called Last Nights. So, <laughs> wow. Uh, but he's also in Atlantis. He's been uh, he was in Torchwood Miracle Day. Hmm. And uh, he has also been in Casualty. Casualty. Yeah. You have to say that, Lewis. Casualty. Casualty. It's this kind of linking thing. There's always somebody in Doctor yeah. Who that's been in Casualty. It's like this seven degrees of separation of what they call. Yeah. Yeah. We're always finding people in Casualty. I like when he's just caught and grabs. And he's talking like, about no. Casualty, I'm drinking Guinness at the moment. Ian, not wine. Oh, I was having a Guinness earlier today. Now I'm on the Irish whiskey. Oh, what well, you... you hear any? Well... If you hear any clinking? That's my whiskey stones. Oh, Lewis, you're not on anything uh, dangerous that you're drinking, are you? Unfortunately, no. Just um, nursing some um, sparkling water here. It's the sober cab. Oh, there's something on your back. Immediately, I thought of Planet of Spiders. Yeah, yeah. Sarah Jane, yeah. I like the noise effects, the subtle one there. Yeah. Should this yeah. girl... Go on. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was saying this girl looks a little bit like the girl out of class. But it's not... It's, you, you didn't mention that, so it isn't. No. No. Now the interesting thing about this, and it had me guessing for a little bit, is uh, the voice of the Dalek is played by Nick? Nicholas Briggs. Yeah. No, I thought that was obvious. It's... Well, yes, and no. I mean, it's like, but because the this the creature is a little different. Oh yeah. So and it's it, a it, different tone to this voice. I'm like, uh, did they well, change the voice actor? But yeah. it is Nick Briggs. I mean, you can tell. Yeah, once no, it gets I recognize it as mode. Nick Briggs, but but his tone is not. It's He's more organic, so monochromatic, you know. Yeah, it's more like, organic than yeah, machine. Yeah, nice too. Yeah. I like it because it's not this like you know because like the one in Dalek was it was good, but this one I like a bit better. It's more threatening and. But they, they still, I mean, we still haven't. I mean, we know what's going on, but I mean, right. in the episode, they still haven't revealed who, what this creature is. And I mean, for anyone that might be unfamiliar, so I, I think they were you know easy yeah. to put that in. She just right, right on cue. Right on cue. So, so now they're they're obligated. So they're they're living up to their obligation of ha- of having at least one Dalek story yeah. every se- every series. This uh, is probably my favorite Dalek story in a long time. Since Dalek. Well, so I want to take since Dalek. I'd say. I want to say, uh, take some time out just to thank all those on Facebook that posted Dalek photos before this episode oh, was available on iTunes and spoiled it. Oh. So you know who you are. Thank you so much. I had heard rumors that it was a Dalek, but I didn't see any of the 
because I dropped, I, I started watching, uh, I bought Kingsman on uh, 4K and uh, we were watching that. On your 4K so TV? On, yeah, I'm on new 4K TV. Thanks, oh, Dave, sweet. for helping me pick that out. Um, actually, speaking of Dalek, a little side story. Uh, we've got a new person at work. She's been there about six months. Um, and uh, I came in on uh, the day before the day before we were due to take off for well, the day that we were the last day of work before Christmas. And she had uh, bought me some little presents, a couple of candy canes, uh, some hot chocolate, uh, a little stress ball, emoji ball thing, mm-hmm. and a Dalek mug. It says exterminate on the inside and I've got to share an office with this woman so I'm all cool. And then they've got uh got uh, the bumps, the Dalek bumps on it. It's really cool. But anyway <laughs> I digress. But yeah, I I had heard rumblings. Well I, I, I knew... try and keep myself off off the internet as soon as yeah, it's wise to do that. I, I had yeah. saw an article saying, you know, uh, old villain to return in, in the, you know, in the special, but right. I didn't read the article because the, the headline gave obviously too much away, and I didn't want to get any more well, revealed. Yeah. I think some people just jump with the the name because you know, you know, a lot of the Dalek stories are revolution of the, you know, and yeah. so. Was, but the the thing that made me think it would be uh, when, I, like you say, returning is the. This thing that they seem to have to show Daleks every two years as they lose the the copyright rights to them or something. You, you remember that, Lewis? You remember yeah. that it was in the contract that the Daleks had to appear at least once in every series or every other series or something. The rumor. That's what rumor has it, and it just seems yeah. like it's always living up to that rumor. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's huh? done very well. Very subtle little. Yeah. Vocal inflection in there. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now, playing the uh, sergeant here is uh, uh, Michael Ballard. And Michael, oh, poor Michael, has been in Jekyll and Hyde, uh, oh. The Death of Stalin. Uh, he was actually a meatpacker in Bohemian Rhapsody. Cool. Uh, Law and Order UK and uh, an episode of Merlin. That's creepy. I mean, that yeah. scene. I noticed when it was when we saw the early one where she was at the mirror, it was as though she had a literal bladdery thing physically on her back, and then they right. CGI'd all the tentacles round it. Uh, now this I didn't understand at all. Well, because he it, it sounds as though he's built it though. He's not a salesman. Uh, he's yeah. not doing a Del Boy, you know, off the back of a lorry mm. one. He, he reckons it, he's built it or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The compositions of the shots are really good. I really yeah. enjoyed. It's the they have a new aspect ratio in the series, and yeah. I think they're composing the shots really nicely. And I thought the performances here between these two actors were was really top notch, really polished, very natural. Yeah. Um, I'm really going to interject real quick here. The cafe owner is being played by Graham Burton, um, who has been in Little Boy Blue, uh, Houdini and Doyle, uh, Wonder Woman, and uh, Casualty. Oh, and Casualty. Oh. The New World. 
Um, this is probably one of my favorite scenes of the season. Right. Because for one reason alone is there's a certain expectation you have had of his dad so far. Of a deadbeat dad who's not, you know, got what it takes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And he's and the, the the little intro here with the microwave, you think, oh, he's a Jack the Lad, he's a dull boy, you know. But he's not. He's he's just not good at this. And unfortunately, there are people who are who are just flawed. Yeah. They're not I mean you know, they didn't he didn't abandon them because he doesn't want a kid or whatever. He's just not good at this. Well, well it works on the it works on the rigs or something, didn't he? Yeah, the, the, yeah. The... But it's like rather than deal with this, he went and you know, supported his family by working on the rigs and earning a bit know. more money but absent. Yeah. But there's there's so many T V shows <laughs> and stuff that do this whole deadbeat dad thing and it's just like and, they, you know, at the end of the episode, they do something bad or they sell drugs or they get killed or, but no, this is, this, this avoided everything in it. it I love it. I yeah. really love it. No, I think they did a good job here. And, you know, and I, like you said, they, the audience can take his, you know, take, take his side as well and, and, right. re- and relate to what he's going through because you know where sometimes you make the wrong decision and then you realize that the, the harm is already done and you can't go back and you just have to go forward and you know and it explains his position and yeah. where he's coming from yeah before you know it 10 years have gone by and you've missed your chance yeah yeah and, and sometimes good people make bad choices yeah because it would have been an easy option to make him you know, the heavy or the uh, 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 or the misguided, yeah, um, a, a, a loser. Dad. And yeah. he's not a deadbeat dad. He's just, you know, and struggling. Yeah, and it's it's good, you know, to not have to fall into that and go for the easy route. And I really enjoyed that. The music's quite subtle here, isn't it? It's like yes. a bit ethereal. Mm. The whole series has been like that, which I kind of like. I mean. I did enjoy Murray. the bombacity of of uh, Murray right. Gold's music and the da, 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 you know, but I'm enjoying this in a different you know in a different way. It's adding atmosphere. Sometimes it's nice mm-hmm. to not notice the music. It's yeah. more incidental music, isn't it? And yeah, it supports rather than yeah. you know than drives sometimes. And it's like. There's nothing the, bad about either one. It's just yeah. they're two different styles, and I enjoy both of them. Just while we're still on this scene, I just want to compliment mm. the lighting here. Is the key lighting mm. is very oh, yeah. done very well. You know, um, it's it's not overwhelming. It's subtle. It's just it it accents the characters very nicely. Yeah, it definitely has a filmic look to it. So the fact that things in the background are out of focus, it's not like um, soaps where everything's in focus. It's tight focused. Let's see that holding note, holding the pause there with that one note. And it does a lot for... Um... Hello? <laughs> yeah. They're running joke here with this repeat. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I 
Now, what's in the background there? Is just a catwalk to a, 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 a elevated, elevated railroad, yeah. maybe? Or? No, so me, it looks walk. bigger there. We get a, a lot more it's of a... Bigger, Dave, Dave, Dave. Um, on it's inside. bigger on the inside. No. <laughs> just so I mean, the set, the set. <laughs> see how you can see much higher into the, oh, above it. Well, it's because they're doing the shot right from the door, you know. You can see it animated. Uh, yeah, but as though this wasn't this wasn't available at the beginning. This like that cone of blue, and then there's another screen behind that. Right. <laughs> I think they've adjusted the lighting on here. I think yeah. So. I'm sure. I have to look back at some of the other episodes, but I think there's more blue light in there. Yeah. Yeah. Than there was before to kind of pull it up a little bit. I think it was a little bit far, well, a hell of a lot far-fetched, it, it coming back to life. After, I mean, it, it, you think it could have gone into like, a, you know, like the, the TARDIS could go into metal mode, if it, if its device could have gone into some sort of, you know, shut-down device or went into siege mode or something. Right. <laughs> and we're watching so I'll give a time check yeah, yeah, 26 yeah. minutes and 50 seconds mm-hmm. oh Graham eating a sandwich. I, I think they should have had a sandwich joke in there somewhere. Because yeah. he had a sani. Did you notice that, Lucy? He, he, he was skipping meals, so he was carrying his marmalade butty. Mm. Which I, which I, which I really enjoyed because there's always been a question it's like, what did they eat on the Tardis? Because you never yeah. see them eating the Tardis. And he's just like, oh, that's a free sandwich. You know, we never stop for meals. <laughs> yeah, they should show the the kitchen galley in the Tardis at, at yeah. some point. Well, I mean, actually, no, that's wrong. They've actually, we have seen the meat in the Tardis. I think it was First Doctor, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah. Five Doctors, the First Doctor had... Uh, we've seen the third... The Herndall eating that, eating that uh, piece of uh, pineapple was just weird. Just the, th- the, the third Doctor uh, eats the sandwich when he's fighting with the Master on that uh, concrete s- sea devil one. And mm. there's fencing, and he stops to eat a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it for Kaplunk? Is it being delivered by Kap- what are they call no. Kaplunk? Kablam. Kablam. You had something delivered by Kablam, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exciting Christmas present to myself. I'm going to tumble dry. Yeah. I'll tumble for you. I'll tumble for you. <laughs> That's Culture Club song. It is. It just really well, sucks that I know that, and I don't know birthdays, but hey, you know. <laughs> Everybody has their superpower, right? And what, their kryptonite. What, what do you think, Lewis, about this Doctor doing a thinking out loud, rather than sort of just pulling a rabbit out of the hat? Do you prefer this or not? Um... 
It's just a reasoning out aloud, yeah. you know. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I, um, I, I don't know if I prefer it or, 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 you know, I don't think I'm, 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 I'm pretty oblivion of it, you know, about it, you know. Um, you're not aware that she's doing it, but you know she's doing it, you know. It's, yeah, it's, one of those yeah, kind it's of, not bothering me. Uh, um, it's, it I think just, just the way she, you know, each doctor has their own way of, um, of interacting with, with others, and she tends to talk things out. I think it's part of si- not simplifying the storyline, but making it more accessible, maybe, to casual viewers. Yeah. We do have yeah, a bit of... Being... <laughs> I think maybe because she has more than one comp- uh, companion, ah. it's, and it's, it seems like she's announcing, or she's kind of like you know, so she doesn't have to like, tell one person, then tell the next person, tell the next person, bringing everybody sort of, like, up to speed, yeah, yeah. exposition, you know, yeah. Um, and uh, the unfortunate gentleman in the hallway who did come in handy uh, <laughs> is uh, Connor Calland, um, and the only credit I have for him is uh, this. I think this girl's doing a marvellous job. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that's rather good. I didn't notice that wrapping around her hand there when she did yeah. that before. Ah, but actually, uh, thanks to the Doctor Who, uh, Doctor Who News.net, uh, which, for those of you who don't know, they do have a, a Doctor Who guide where you can get a lot of information on cast and, oh. and, and episodes, etc. Yeah. Uh, but he uh, has been part of the seventh. He was, uh, yeah, uh, Seventh Doctor New Adventures, Volume 1, from Big Finish. He was in blue. Right. Or was blue. Blue. <laughs> but, but thanks for your mind. Interesting, I... this microphone lights up from the, that the Doctor's <laughs> using. It, it has a light in it. Uh, I was, I was trying say... to see what the brand was, because the, there's lettering on the front of that. I'm yeah. like, is it uh, Magpie? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that would be funny, yeah. But I'm glad you said the Doctor Who News. It reminded me I should have mentioned that... Uh, it was uh, 5.15 million viewers, 22.4% share of total audience, and the fourth watched highest-rated program of New Year's Day. No doubt the uh, the um, iPlayer numbers will push that up another 2 million, uh, to about 7 million, 7 and a bit. Oh? It's a wireless mic, too. It's not plugged into anything. Lots of uh, American chat show hosts use that sort of mic, don't they? The, yeah, I think mostly for decor. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, so it's not we active. Seen, uh, red yeah. lights before, have we? Oh, is that danger mode? Yeah. That's nice switch talking to to the yeah. Dalek in control then talking to the uh, oh. That was good, the Supreme just added on yeah. slight Ah, it's a blue screen of death at the back. I should have realised. Uh, I'll 
tell you what, the number of films I've seen now where the villain always uh, steals a blooming police car and puts a police uniform on. It seems yeah. to be a standard trope nowadays. Hello, mm-hmm. he's got his peanut butter or whatever. Left hold the peanut butter. <laughs> Maybe they can work on the chair while they're gone. Yeah, we've got one rather unusual thing coming up in a bit, I think. Here we go. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Bet there was a few cheers around the UK with that one. <laughs> it's a speed camera, that, Lewis. The, the yellow box you that she have shot. a really big CCTV network in the UK, don't you? Yeah, we're the most, uh, unfortunately, the most uh, observed. I mean, they reckon in London, you sort of, any one time, there's about 11 cameras on you. Right. Something so I like. mean, there's, there's part of it I see that as being bad, but it also, you know, I mean, through watching all of these shows, it's like they are able to track people, you know, criminals and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Well, you... The, the quality of the video is not really up to it that much, right. really. But, uh, oh, yeah. oh, and this is, yeah, <laughs> Brexit joke. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I figured as much. Yeah, but I mean, like, you go, go on. Normally, these, uh, you know, a side, side characters don't really have names, um, but this one's called Call Center Polly, <laughs> <laughs> it is played by Laura Evelyn. And uh, Laura coming up as uh, Frolic and Short. Um, and Dead Unicorns. Fantastic title. Oh, she's uh, uh, in episode four of Good Omens, which is coming out uh, this year. And uh, she played Pearl Ripman in uh, the new Black Mirror event movie interactive thing called Bandersnatch. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, I've heard uh, of it. She's also been in uh, Silent Witness... And uh, and we're going commando, right? But yeah, so. Oh, what happened? What happened to Torchwood? Yeah, yeah. it's been. But it's a bit. She didn't say. Computer says no. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, Is that a DeLorean? No, wrong color. No, I think, I think it was Bumblebee from Transformers. Ah. I didn't realize um, there was a little extra that was on YouTube and stuff from uh, Doctor Who crew, um, you know, like singing or something like that. I didn't realize what an awesome voice uh, Bradley Walsh has. It's a really good voice, singing voice that is. It's it's son's old anxiety. Yeah, I think that's what it was. His son's uh, in. Plays the keyboard and sings. Plays the harmonica. Just did it on this show today. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Definitely uh, been the most surprising of the oh, actors. Yeah. I think. I think that was the the. You kind of had the the um, Donna Noble effect. People were like, oh mm. no, you cast him in it. He's that game show host. Yeah, that's mm. what I thought. And it's like, nah, he's one of the best things in this. Yeah. Uh, directing this episode is Wayne Chi Yip, um, who uh, 
It's no stranger to Doctor Who or class, to be honest. Um, he directed uh, the metaphysical engine, or what Quill did, uh, uh, the primitive, uh, the pyramid at the end of the world, and Lie of the Land, and the Empress of Mars. And of course, oh, this. yeah. So, quite like the Empress of Mars. Son. Is that the the when they changed it to bouncing balls or whatever it was? Right. Now he did the the lead block of uh, Misfit series three. Uh, he directed uh, episodes uh, of Secret Diary of a Cold Girl. Oh, with Billy Piper. Yes. Now, one of the things, of course, I mean, um, she picks up the weapons, but where did she get the energy from? How's, how's this thing being yeah. charged up? That's a good point, yeah. Shh. Shh. So I was just about to say Look how the strength. awesome that was. I don't know. The strength yeah, of that. I, the effect is great. I mean, it's uh, a callback to the, the, that original effect. Uh, yeah. And there was just, there was no... A lot of people were actually recalling out parallels to this and the Doctor making... Uh, yeah, I think it's parallels to the Iron Man building his first Iron Man suit. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, as far as within the show, oh you know, right, the first episode she made this, and then the last episode of the seasons is the uh, Dalek doing this. <laughs> There'll be people making notes, so we're right. And he, <laughs> yeah. Hello, so before the, the Sheffield Steel now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we do see it. I wonder how many people will try and make uh, that for a convention. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure somebody's already started drawing up plans. Yeah, I'm sure. Huh? I think the gentleman that got gunned down... No, 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 that doesn't look like the guy who just got gunned down, so... I wonder what was happening. This sorry, but she's she's trying to crash. But she's trying to crash her. It looked as though she's falling about stumbling. But she was trying to crash her back into things to squash it on his her back. Yeah. That's how I read it anyway. Yeah, that's how I read it too. Yep, she's slamming her back against walls and stuff. Well, that's the same feel as used Let's Kill Hitler when they ended up in the cornfield at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Like how the other guy doesn't say anything. He's like, um, I guess. <laughs> mm. I mean, 40 just over 40 minutes in and we're still deep into the story, but not at the resolution. Standard stories usually wrapping up at about 42 minutes. Uh. Oh, the police dog, the police dog, the police dog. The, the uh, dogs are after the Dalek, <laughs> yeah. He's still got one of those pieces in. That's, that's how this whole thing got on. <laughs> it's my dog's fault. 
and uh, what do you think about the fact that this isn't a Christmas episode, Lewis, and it is a New Year oh, one? Do you like the no, change? No, I love it. I mean, I've always been an advocate of that the Christmas specials don't have to be Christmas specials. They could just be a good episodes and maybe have a, a, a little throwaway line for Christmas if you have to have Christmas included. Or just have, you know, the spirit of Christmas in it. You don't need all the tree trimmings and, you know, Santa Clauses and Christmas trees in them. You can just have a... A good episode. It doesn't have to, you know, because they, uh, I think Chris Kribno said that, um, you know, they ran out of Christmas ideas. I'm like, good. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. even here, I mean, they they, they kept on emphasizing it was New Year and New Year, which was, you know, it was fine. It wasn't over the top, but it wasn't really needed. You could have done the story. It could have been it set fun. in July. Right. I love this Dalek. Uh- I'm like, good job, design team. Mm, yeah. Much better than the Paradigm Daleks. Oh. The Skittles? The Skittle Daleks. Power Ranger Daleks. Mighty Morphin Power Daleks. Yeah, Carl will have one of those in his collection soon. Oh, yeah. Lee will probably have I'm one. Looking forward. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the photos. <laughs> Just so you know, Carl, I'm living vicariously through you and your collection. Yeah, he's on the Contactive group uh, Facebook, and every couple of weeks he posts three or four more figurines that he's got mm-hmm. come in. Yeah, I love it. I'm not much of a collector, but I'd like if, if you know. Mm. If I could, I would, you know. Just trying to remember the uh, looking back to the voyage of the damned. Christmas that was seventy-two minutes long, right? Um, and I, I think a few of them have been sixty minutes. Uh, the next Doctor that was a Christmas one, wasn't it? That was um, no, that was sixty minutes long. Christmas Carol was 60 minutes. I'm not even going to look at the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe one. You know, the... uh, Uh, Whatever it's called. Widow... Doctor Widow and the Wardrobe. The Mm. Wooden Wardrobe, or whatever it was. That was probably my least favourite Christmas one. The Snowman was 60. Now, the time of the Doctor, which was a Christmas one, suffered because it was after Day of the Doctor, which was so fabulous. Right. That time of the Doctor seemed a disappointment. To me, anyway. <laughs> Oi! I love that line. That one's a rel. Last Christmas, 60 minutes. And the slightly mixed Husbands of River song was 60. This line. (laughs) (laughs) 
and for completeness twice upon a time 60 minutes <laughs> Just about fits. Mm. No broken furniture this time. Gags, how do you love? It's almost like the Dalek has a skirt on. <laughs> I mean, this reusable rocket that they've got now for SpaceX, it, I can all just about land on the same landing plinth. Oh, yeah. Missed That's it last funny. time. Yeah, but I mean, when you think about it, it's like... Gyroscopes you know, and things. It's amazing that they yeah. don't miss more often. Yeah. I mean, you're flying a ruddy rocket and landing uh-huh. it on a platform in the middle of the water. Yeah. It's like, Damn. <laughs> I like the fact that it's got a grappler on the uh, other hand, not the plunger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That looks quite a good thing, that. Yeah. Be- better than the plunger. Keep that. I want one of these Daleks. Now, Mike, on the Colton Facebook, was saying about the rotten shots, but they seem to hit it every time there, unless you meant yeah. the Dalek was a rotten... Uh, now, where did he get these from? Yeah. Well, they could have been in that... Um, uh, in the weapons, like could have, broke into, uh, yeah, could have been part of its original arsenal too. Because, as I said, it's a, like a special, we- a special Dalek, you know. Uh, and I like how the, the, you know, there's no chatting with this Dalek. It's just like zap, 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 zap. Yeah. And we're going back to the old classic. You know, you see the skeleton when they get hit. Yeah. Business. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that they haven't really did updated the effect so it looks more, you know, yeah. polished, but it's still pretty much the same effect that they've always done. Well, they did they neg- don't have to do it to the whole screen because it used to be the whole screen would go the like the negative, negative thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now they can just do the person. Yeah, and I like that uh. narrow kind of pinhole eye light. It's just kind of like looking off into this. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> not sure you've got when a bullet hits your tank you haven't exactly got time to get out <laughs> they tried but yeah. I don't think yeah, but, but it would explode an impact wouldn't it yeah oh uh, we've heard that one before uh, what is it that's a Tom Baker line isn't it oh yes uh, uh, is it the one in the Paris where they're jumping about is it no it might be Legopolis. Ah, oh, it might be, yeah. This is where my brother-in-law said this is the uh, the Batman thing, you know. You know, He gets thrown in a bath of acid. Lucky I was wearing my anti-acid suit yeah. today. And they just so happened to have a microwave that was... Well, the neat thing about it, yes, it's a bit 
you know, oh, we just happen to have this microwave. But also, his dad earlier said he was an engineer. So yeah. it's like it's well within his wheelhouse of and not necessarily something that the doctor would be thinking about. Like, yeah. oh, where can I get a microwave oven, you know? And didn't the Daleks already invade Earth? I mean, and no one remembers well, them. Well, know that, so... It's no, but I mean, buried... the, the other people that, that, that seem oblivious, they don't recognize what, this, the, what the Dalek is. Uh, that's that throwaway line. Of the yeah, yeah. Like, ah, bloody humans. They forget, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Donna Noble missed everything. Yeah, I saw that before the actual GCHQ thing. So I thought, oh, it's the new Apple headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? The Circle or something, Lewis? It's uh, Apple Park. Apple Park. Sounds like Apple Pie. And uh, on the screen right now, uh, playing Zach, is Hugh Holman. And uh, he just completed work on the Macarb. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. He's been in Poldark, uh, Seven Days in Entebbe, uh, Mr. Selfridge, Atlantis. Uh, Merlin, he was a guard uh, in numerous episodes, and uh, also an episode of Casualty. Casualty hasn't it rusted a bit quick? I'm sure it wasn't yeah, that it rusty that when rust. it just got built. Maybe it's just the lighting, yeah. but it, it you know it was rusty. that rusty and the thing. It was just really dark in that thing. But oh, and he was also in an episode of Torchwood, uh, one of the best ones actually. Uh, Greeks bearing gifts. Ah, and, and if Perry was here on this commentary, he would have said those uh, telescopes don't move that fast. Yeah, when you saw them moving oh, to yeah, really yeah. get scared. Yeah, they move much slower, yeah. The radio tells Well, unless there's a Dalek in control, and when <laughs> Dalek can make it move faster. So there. Yeah, Perry. Yeah, Perry. And did you see my post on the collective? Uh, they found this uh, the, this object beyond Pluto that they're circling. It, the, now it looks like it's two bodies. It looks like a snowman. I put up there, oh, they found the great intelligence. It's outside Pluto. Yeah, that joke and isn't forced. Oh, oh. Yeah. I'm trying to remember uh, what the name of it is now. Yeah. Playing the mum there was uh, Sophie Duvall. And uh, Sophie has been in Emmerdale, Father Brown. Uh, she's also been in uh, Ashes to Ashes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, just one episode, but hey, that's pretty good. And uh, and uh, it's Callum Mac- uh, McDonald playing one of the teens. And let me finish this off real quick. Then you can go. Uh, teen two is played by Harry Valance. And uh, uh, Harry has actually also been in uh, Danger Unexploded Bomb. Yeah, Ultimate Chul is the. Uh... The, the the thing from the Kuiper belt. But um it's changed it now it's inside the container, it's changed the voice back again. Right. But I did love that first voice, I was like, yeah, that's a bit yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all with you. Yeah. Uh, Go yeah, maybe. Are you ready, Ian? Go team. <laughs> Oh, I like the ultra-wide monitor there. Yeah, here goes a good slide. Oh. Yeah. 
That's the old trick that they used to spin it around, wasn't it? Yeah. That's from Classic yeah. Dizzy Garlic. Sorry. Uh, so, uh, pity none of them had a hat to put over the eye. Yeah. I cannot see, I cannot see. <laughs> My vision is impaired. Oh, well, that's the one. Well done, Louis. Now, this bit that comes up, I know it was a, a more Cyberman story with Lytton, but the one where there were things crawling around on the floor. Right. Uh, Resurrection? Was it? Yeah, the uh, one where one of the lightning lads was in it. Is that the Paradarker one with that? No, the... no, it's classic, this. Yeah, with Lytton, with Lytton who, he was helping the Cybermen, but the... The Daleks were in the story as well. Oh, recalculating. Uh, final challenge we've just passed 55 minutes 55 minutes and 5 seconds Sorry, we're watching, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was looking up to find out whether it was Resurrection of the Daleks or not. That's the one with Rodney Bruce in, anyway. Yeah, he just passed away last year, didn't he? Or the year before? Um, I liked him in that. Died uh, 21st of November 2017. Yeah. Oh, yeah, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, we've lost uh, the, on the BBC news site the number of entertainers we've lost this year is frightening. Uh, and uh, yeah, right before this came out, of course, uh, we lost June Whitfield. Oh yeah, love June Whitfield. So glad when she was in Doctor Who. She's brilliant in that too. And 
course. Oh. That was rather well done. Yeah. Certainly, uh, it's nearly as bad as trying to kill Alien out of the movie, this. Yeah. I was thinking that, too. Like that, effect. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You get the dark, you get the TARDIS traveling in space, and then all of a sudden, whoosh, we dematerialize. Like, and I'm like, it's cool. I can't believe anybody turns it down. <laughs> yeah, well, well it I'm might sorry, have been interesting put... if he joined him for a, f- a few stories. Well, who knows? Maybe he will later. But it's—I mean, his first trip didn't exactly go well. <laughs> mm. He ended up getting his whole body controlled by an alien creature. And, you know, can't put you off it. Barcelona. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At first, I thought we were going to get a preview of what's going to come up. You know, in, in yeah. you know next year. You know. Well, they moved, it, but... they moved it back, haven't they? It was going to be the autumn of 2019. Now it's moved to 2020. March, April 2020. They do this, they promote the thing and then stop it for 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. You see... That's a good effect, That's a good effect. But, but I, I assume the idea of that voice up there was to say, now we have a new legend... You know, these people in the ninth century saved Earth. Now, well, this right. is a new legend, but. So we have end credits, but we never had opening credits. No, no. no. Which, you know what? I enjoyed the story so much, I'm glad there wasn't any. I didn't actually notice until, like I said, until I saw it on the internet. I'm like, oh, yeah, there weren't any. Because I really loved that intro. You know, well, I have and... to be honest, I didn't notice it either until you know we did the oh. commentary. And but I did notice the episode one because I was actually looking forward to it. Right, the Doctor will return. Yay! When right. we don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Someday, right. the Doctor it'll will come be back. back. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's the episode. So now, as we normally do. Um, this is also a reminder to Lewis how we do this, because we didn't tell beforehand, is uh, we do a little wrap-up uh, where we all have a go and uh, tell everybody what we thought. And uh, since you're the guest here, and my dogs sound like they're going to bark, Lewis. <laughs> right on cue, the dog barks. Right, Lewis, no, talk. Thought... Right on cue. Yes, I thought it was a good story. It was a good episode. Um, I, as I mentioned before, I'm glad it wasn't a Christmas story. I, um, not that I'm anti-Christmas, it's just that I think we have exhausted all the Christmas stories, and even this didn't have to be a New Year story, but um, it's appropriate that it was. Um, Resolutions is a fitting title, and I think it, it has to do more with um, the relationships of the characters that we see here than, and, than you know, uh, the, the holiday itself. Um 
the returning um, Dalek was handled very well. Um, some little missing elements here and there we just have to glide over that we pointed out while we were watching. Um, we'll have to take some artistic license there. Um, we did see the military there. I mean, I, you know, they, they 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 seemed like to go out of their way to not have unit in it, but it could have just easily been unit, you know, um, maybe without Kate Smith if they couldn't get the, you know, the actress. Um, maybe that was the reason why they just avoided having unit. But um, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. It was um, it was an enjoyable special, and um, I, I I think technically they did very well. Um, you know, uh, as far as um, the technique of the composition, the shots, the lighting that I was pointing out while I was watching it, um, some of the color grading is, is a little overhand, over, overdone a little bit at times, but that, that's always been an issue since Doctor Who's come back. But um, otherwise, I thought it was done very well. And, uh, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. All right. Um, Dave, I'll let you go next. Okay, well, I think, yeah, actually, we, we did point out a few things. Um, I, I said to Ian on my little two review that it sort of, the, the episode got better. Because, again, if I see something that, that, that uh, I start to question early on, I'm so busy chundering about that. But there, there were minor things. I mean, um, you know, the, the fact that, um, I mean, there were a couple of things, like it said, um, uh, these three went with these three separate parts, and it said, uh, 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 all, uh, all except one, uh, you know, succeeded in their mission. Well, again, the one that went down, there are only two others, so you don't say all. Uh, and then there was the, the, the way they'd only buried the things so deep, and, and then this thing, they, you know, they buried it, and then they sat there, buried the swords as though, right. That's it. That's me for the next five hundred years. I'm going to sit here. Um, I think that could have been uh, fleshed out a little bit more. There was the um, the rather. Uh, I'm not sure how this ultraviolet light uh, obviously triggered um, this yeah, regeneration, which, which very far fetched. Presumably, the part that they had must have been the part with the more central nervous. But you would have thought, actually, it would have made more sense if they'd done that um, it, like, with the tentacles, that the tentacles can be regenerated rather than the three parts come together across the globe. But then they had to do that to make sense of the the way it was, um, you know, it had been subdivided. Um, I mean, it's not very far, really, is it, off the Avengers story where, you know, the... Um, that creature had to to find the the jewels for its glove to give it all the power, you know, and the jewels were scattered across the universe. Um, I watched uh, Tomb Raider was on BBC today or on the TV today, and and that was looking for uh, parts of a um, a triangular uh, icon that had been smashed in half and sent to the ends of the world, you know, uh, so it. Uh, maybe a little bit of lazy writing there in in some of that that could have been realised better. But I think the story did build. There were some very uh, good uh, interactions and personal notes because we had the hour 
Uh, I mean, we, actually, like Ian said, some of the uh, the nicest scenes we've had are where two of them are chatting in a in a in a bar, or a cafe, a restaurant. I uh, love the one with Will for the Tenth Doctor, where they've had their little chats, and um, that scene was 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 powerful as well in this story. Yaz, I don't think, still got a good deal out of this um, because. In, in one way, she could have shone a bit more. Uh, that was overshadowed, of course, by um, by the father coming, the father figure coming back, Ryan. But, of mm. course, that was the, the story. I mean, it's a, basically the, the nature of the title, Resolution, worked for Dalek stories, and it worked for the fact that they'd worked through their differences. Uh, it already, him and um, Graham had uh, sort of bonded, uh, but there was always this hole uh, still with him. Graham had made calm down after the uh, Tim Shaw thing and uh, having um, this realisation of um, his, his, his wife had really passed away and that his job now was to make sure that Ryan was okay. So I suppose it all boils down to whether you like the domestic element coming into this, I mean, it, this this whole debate started, I think, with the uh, with the Ninth Doctor and Rose in two thousand and five, when you know, uh, oh look at me, I'm in my bedroom in my nighty, uh, and the Ninth Doctor says, no, 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 at all, um, uh, and from various times, then we, of course, we had um, you know other companions where the sort of jumping between their own private life and life with the Doctor. So this is very much rooted in, not only in domestic real life, but there's a lot of um, contemporary elements, political statements, social statements. Now, I don't know what I think about that, because I'm not sure how well those things will pan out You know, when you're re-watching these stories 10 years down the line. Will the revelation you know, will the fact that Brexit is happening, are certain cuts, are certain political stances, are who's the president of the United States, will will they not not be the sort of general knowledge that they are now, and therefore these these episodes may date because of that uh, embedding into current trends and things. I don't know. Um, but I'm going to keep it short, as Ian has noticed. I can already hear him touching in the background. Um, oh, that's me snoring. Sorry, it sounds like nothing. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought this was a bit of a slow burner. Uh, some minor things that, that 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 made me have to really stretch to suspend my belief. But all in all, a very strong story. Uh, I think. Again, uh, slightly underwritten by the fact that I felt as though the Daleks had to be brought back so because it was in their contract to have them, uh, yeah. rather than the fact that they were the right aliens for the story. And I'll leave it right. at that. All right. Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, um, Megan hasn't watched it yet, so which is cool, because that means I've got <laughs> you know another chance to watch it again. Um I did hear earlier on, like we were talking about, that that, that could possibly be the Daleks or a Dal- You know, well, I guess it was one because of the the, the original trailer 
it's it's one of those ones that it, it had numerous endings or points where you thought where it was going to end. I thought, well, they're in an isolated spot out of this farm or whatever. This is where it's going to end. Nope, nope. Doctor screws up. <laughs> Dalek takes off. Uh, now it's going to end in the control room. Yep, yep, yep. Nope, nope, nope. Now they're getting into the third. So, um, it's one of those ones that had me guessing. It's like I didn't know where we were going to end. And I didn't find myself like looking at the clock and go, oh, when, when's this going to be done? Um, it, it drew me in. And, uh, you know, we had those two storylines going on. We had this, you know, resolution going on with, uh, with Ryan's dad. And, uh, and I really enjoyed that storyline, which is, it's, it's kind of odd because it's Doctor Who. And I mean, a number of people are complaining about the, the soap opera element, but it's like, not it's just real people you know um and this is what happens with real people when they go traveling with the doctor it's, it's stuff that we didn't really get to see in the old show because you know it was a whole different format we had have you know 20 what 22 to 25 minute episodes um there wasn't time to do all this stuff and now we've you know we've got to that point the show has changed we've got a longer format and it, it's time for a little character development and, and introducing things like this. And I think they're doing a really good job of it in this season. And this is a, you know, uh, no exception. Um, really love the design of the Dalek. But steampunk, uh, it did some neat stuff. I really do love Dalek as an episode. But this is, to me, this is, is, is pretty damn close. Um how do you how do you make the Dalek threatening? You do what you did in Dalek. You take it down to one Dalek. Because the funny thing is, is actually one Dalek's more dangerous than than the whole fleet. Because the Doctor can you know knock off a fleet single handed, easy you know. Um, but these the single Daleks seem to be a bit of a challenge. So um, I really enjoyed this. I can't wait for the toy actually for this one to come out. Um, so that's two toys from from uh, this season of Doctor Who that I'm really anxious for. Well, I'm not anxious for Sonic's screwdriver anymore because I've already got it. But yeah, I really want I really want the Starlick uh, because I think it's really well put together. It's like, how would you build a Dalek if all you had was, you know, a couple of bits, a couple of old rusty bits and some metal laying around, you know, and not a lot of time, you know. It, it it looked like it was, it looked good, but it looked thrown together and you know, improvised, and and that's the way it should have looked. And and uh, Nicholas Briggs' vocal work in this was phenomenal. I'm not saying it's easy to do the Dalek voice, but it's, it, I mean it. I mean he's well rehearsed in it. He knows how to do a Dalek voice in his sleep, which probably annoys his wife. Um, but menace in the Dalek outside of the case was just, was brilliant and it was really kind of you know, chilling and and that's what you need, you need something a little bit different rather than just the the barking orders of a Dalek you can get this kind of sinister you know low voice you know, wh- like whispering in her ear almost not shouting like Daleks normally do, and yeah I really enjoy this. I'm looking forward to watching it again. So, yeah, fantastic episode. 
let me just add one more thing. I mean, I'm watching um, uh, on Blu-ray at the moment. I'm watching Supergirl because it's not on UK Netflix and I don't get it on my... So I have to actually get the Blu-rays. And I'm on series three of Supergirl. Episode three, which I, was, I actually watched today, called Far From The Tree, explores exactly this same thing about fatherhood. Um, there's the... Um, uh, Supergirl's adopted sister uh, Alex and uh, and a partner Maggie. Uh, Maggie has a a break with her father, who she invites because because right. uh, they fell out with him because when it turned out that his daughter was you know interesting girls, they they, they left they, they they drove her and left her with her auntie and and sort of washed right. hands of her, and then uh, the the Martian man he goes to Mars in search of a possible sighting of, you know, his relative. His uh, father. Yeah, yeah. And, and they have a dual story of that. So, I mean, Doctor Who is, you could argue, not necessarily leading, it's just getting more into line of this, this, um, I don't know, is it? Is it because, you see, this is where I'm out of date, uh, Lewis and the you know, if if I say it, everybody think well you just have to say it. is it because more women watch science fiction that there are more storylines of this nature or is it just modern proclivities and sensibilities are more attuned to to these sort of things and I don't want to get into the debate right. but 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 the the thing is Doctor Who's not alone in exploring uh, you know the 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 feelings and the um, other sides of what's happening on screen. And it's not just, you know, bang and smash and this. There are complementative, if that's the right word, Did stories. Did become, um, in, in one hand, more sophisticated, and on the other hand, way less sophisticated? We've got, you know, reality TV you know, scripted reality TV um, that's just, it's just like, you know, like eating sugar, you yeah. know. Um, and, but then on the flip side, you have things like Breaking Bad and uh, Ozark and uh, Luther. Narcos. Yeah, they're, they're, they're just, you know, we've, I think what's happened is TV is kind of separated out into these different avenues and, and doctor who is responding to the change in the landscape of TV. You have to, you have to do different things now to interest people. And I don't think it's more women watch science fiction. I just think that TV's become a lot smarter as far as knowing who to, to, uh, and I hate the word pander, but to pander to that's the whole idea is to sell a show and make it relevant, make it relevant to, yeah, yeah, and I mean, and it's got to appeal to a broad audience. And the thing is, is Doctor Who fandom in itself is not a broad audience. Um, we do have broad interests and stuff, but you know, this is going out on you know regular TV, and you've got to pull in as many punters as you can, and so you've got to make it appeal. And that's what they, to me, that's what they're doing with this. Uh, it's appealing to you know young and old, uh, and men, women. It's, it's trying to appeal to everybody, which I don't think it's doing a bad job of, to be honest. Okay. Any thoughts? I agree with everything you said, so I, I, <laughs> I can't really um, argue against that. Cool. I'm nodding my head. As you're speaking, I'm nodding my head. Yeah, but and that came like I... a crash on the audio. <laughs> <laughs> 
Have you, All right. Well, I think, I think before he nods off, uh, <laughs> I think we should probably get out of here. Let's see if he knows how we close out the show. He probably doesn't. But don't worry, you won't look as bad as Perry. You couldn't get it right in three, three attempts. So, <laughs> so we're going to close out the show right now. Um, it's goodbye from Louis Trapani. And it's goodbye to J.M.C. Uh... <laughs> Cooper. Come back, Perry, all's forgiven. <laughs> and it's goodbye from Ian, the Sixth Doctor. Happy New Year, everybody. Goodbye. We can pick them, can't we, Ian? (laughs) Training manual for the show. (laughs) Goodbye, Duggan. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.